Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson, and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. This is Nate Whitson, and we are primarily speaking here to Christian men who are just tired of apathy, tired of uh, being out of the fight for a bigger and better life and trying to be the men that God meant for us to be. And so our conversations are geared around that. If you find yourself listening to this and wondering who I am or who we are, uh, and you're a Christian man that's ready to uh, re-engage in the life that God has given so much for you to live, then that's what we're here to do. And today I'm really excited to meet a new friend of mine, Greg Davis with the Mid-Atlantic Men's Society. We've kind of just connected online through social media, and you just know kindred spirits when you see them. And so we've just kind of connected that way. I'm really pumped just to get to know Greg today myself, but also to introduce him to you. Uh, I know his intent. I know his heart and mine are the same, and we want to point people to Christ. We want to point people men in particular, to being the men that God meant for us to be. And I know that he will probably say this throughout this. I'm just guessing. And I will say this now for me. We are not saying that we are the pictures of perfection or living this perfectly ourselves. What we're saying to you is that we want to fight for that. We want to be more of that. And we want that for you. And so for each of us here, we're we're just trying to share out of the strength God's given us and also share out of our weakness because we want more for us and God wants more for us. So pumped to have Greg here. And Greg, thanks for taking the time and being with us today. Thank you, Nate, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super psyched, man. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. So let's just jump into it. Kind of tell us a little bit. We were chatting off air a little bit about this, but give us a little of the story. Tell people who you are, a little bit about what you do and your story. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Greg Davis, and, and I'm glad you said that right off the bat, that we are not perfect people at all, you know. I am, you know, a blue collar guy, a divorced person, a father, right? I've been diabetic, right? We have all these challenges in our lives. And so just to get that out in the open, like no one out here is perfect, right? If you're listening, listening to this, you know, everyone has their issues, you know, everyone, everyone's going through something, right? And that's why people like yourself and and myself that's why we're, that's why we're here. Right. Cause we want to help, we want to help the next, or the next brother next to us. And, uh, and that's sort of the whole point of the Mid-Atlantic Men's Society. I we're in the Mid-Atlantic. That's why it's named that. I'm in Maryland. I grew up in Delaware, actually. I've been in a, I've been a electrician for 20 years now. And, uh, and so that's sort of my background. I've been in church most of my life. I've been it's funny, you know, I've been a lukewarm Christian for most of my life because that's, I didn't know any better, right? You know, mm-hmm. and then one day I started serving in church and it, it kind of just, 
I don't know when you're when you're serving God, it just it just changes your your look on things and and your and it changes your heart, right? So I do, I I joined a, a tech team at my church and ended up uh, running audio and doing video, and then I ended up being the tech director for a while, and it was it was a cool avenue, and it's it's been cool, but in my heart. It's just been helping men, right? So I've I've started men's groups years ago and it was just it's great. And it's like it's it's there's so much I'm sure you 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 felt this too, but you know, there's there's fear there for leading men, right? Because you're like, do I have what it takes? And Absolutely. right. And you do, right? But it's that fear is there all the time. So a lot of men, man, so we're just Mid Atlantic Men's Society, we're just looking after we want to go after the hearts of men because somewhere along the way, we just lost heart. Mm. And uh, most men, you know, John Eldridge has a great quote, you know, he says, most men uh, feel like we've shown up to a movie 20 minutes late. Mm. You know, we know there's something important going on. There's some sort of, there's some sort of plot here, uh, but we really don't know what's going on and we don't know our role in this story. Mm. And our lives really are stories. And so if you look at it at a bigger picture, like what, what can I do to, to, to make my story better? I have, you know, this flag here, live a great story as a reminder, because, you know, this is, this is us, this is our story. We get one shot at this. So that's, that's the whole goal is just to, just to, just to have this band of brothers help each other. You know, men, we spend a lot of time alone, you know, we go to work we come home and and you know do our 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 fatherly duties our you know our, our husbandly duties and there's just not a lot of opportunity for men so that's you know to to get together with men at least once a week we our group meets once a week and we do primarily over zoom and but we do breakfast and and we do camping together and things like that too but cool. if you can just meet with people once a week just to get that brothership in that that's our goal just to go through life just to help each other out because we 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 really need it man that's awesome thank you for just sharing a little bit of that background too of just the journey man like it it definitely resonates i know with so many of us you know listening and i kind of want to go to that lukewarm part if i can um give me a little bit more of the backdrop like you know you said you were in church most of your life so like i think you know like what you're calling lukewarm i called it years ago when I kind of had my like come to Jesus moment was like I I was out of the fight and that's why I call this get in the fight it was that lukewarm everything's fine you like I don't know about in Maryland but in Michigan I can tell you how this goes ready so you go to church and I see you and I was like hey what's up Greg how you doing good man I'm doing good how's things good meet the next guy how you doing good and everybody everybody's good right yep. and we're lukewarm we're passive we're wimpy we're dying inside right? Yep. Is that a little bit of resonation for you? Of Absolutely, your man. Yeah. Yep. You're like, yeah, you meet them and you're like, Hey, I'll pray for you, but we never pray for you. Right. You know, it's yep. the same old thing. Yeah. I grew up, you know, my mom, she, she took myself and my brother to church every weekend growing up and, uh, but we hated it. Right. We, when we were kids, we didn't know. And, uh, but luckily it stuck with us, right? I kept going to church and, you know, I started a family and, and went to church and we went to a big church in the area and nothing against big churches, but I went to the, I would go to the men's breakfast and it would be 200 guys, you know, 
getting breakfast. It was pretty much a, you know, a continental breakfast and I didn't really talk to anybody, you know, you know, there was no relationship being made there. Some mm-hmm. people seemed like they kind of knew each other, you know, it just didn't work. And then I ended up going to a small church of maybe it was a, it was kind of a startup church, maybe 60, 80 people somewhere in there on, on, at a service and they needed me, right. They needed my help. Right. And that's what really changed that, you know, cause I was like, I'm in the fight now, right. This, this church needs me. The other church, they didn't even know who I was. And so just that, just getting that foot in with that, it, it totally just changed my outlook and, and totally, it really changed my life because otherwise I could, it's so easy to hide behind yep. Christianity and say you're a Christian and just not live up to your full potential in that, in that setting, you know? Absolutely. So, and that, that's where things kind of changed for sure. That's a, that's like super interesting to me that just actively getting involved changed your life. Yeah. You know, and a lot of us, again, we're just kind of showing up to church thinking that's the involvement, thinking that going to church with our heart a thousand miles away, thinking about the game later or trying to make more money or what anything else, but showing up to church as if that did it and we're dying inside and don't know why, you know, and yet once you found out that you were needed in the mission, your life changed. Like men need a mission. Don't you think like that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, one of my favorite books, Wild at Heart, and I know you've you've read this book. Uh, a lot of people have, and if if you haven't read this book, it is probably the book that you should read as a man. And they 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 say that right. We need a battle to fight, and we need an adventure to live, and yep. we need a beauty to rescue. And that really is the whole heart of a man. That's where we're at, you know. And that battle, so that's, that's one reason why I got into doing men's groups and stuff. Cause like it, it, you know, that, that's, that's the battle within me. You know, when I started the mid Atlantic men's society, I was out on a walk in my neighborhood, just getting steps. And uh, it sort of was like, I hadn't done a men's group in a while and I was sort of out of it. And God was like, you got to do this. And he was like, you got to do it now. And I got home. I, it was like, I think it was December. I shot a, a video on my deck, you know, bundled up in my hoodie. And I was like, we're doing this. And I invited <laughs> some men and, uh, and we just kicked it off. And it's been going for uh, two years now. So it's just been, it's been great. It's been cool. Like people's hearts have, have just changed from it. And that's my battle, right? So the mm-hmm. battle, you're right. Like, so there's fear in it, right? There's fear in just leading men and, and, and all, all that. And, uh, it's facing your fears. That's the, that's the battle. And, yep. uh, and there's adventure in it too, right? We go, we do camping trips. We're going to, uh, we're going to Gettysburg in November as a, as a group. And cool. we just go out and we camp and we, we do our thing. And it's, it's awesome. We look forward to it so much. Campfire talks are, are the best kind of talks mm. you can ever have, you know, no religion. It's just, it's just us, you know, and Jesus. And that's it. And that's it's, 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 it's really cool. That's awesome, um, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. It it makes me think like I in your Instagram bio, which anybody that's that's there, you definitely need to give Greg a follow there. Mid Atlantic, Mid Atlantic Men's Society. You can find him there. In your bio you say that you want to help men become whole. 
mind, body, and soul. Tell me more about that. I know it's a little bit of where you're going with this already, but tell me more of that. Yeah. So your soul as a man, right? I mean, your heart, the heart of man is number one. That's, that's it, right? We want to be, we want to be wholehearted, but we want to be whole men too. So there's more, there's more to it, right? Eating the right things, reading the right things, exercising, doing the, the things as a, as a, as a total man, as a human being, you know, we have to do everything we can to just become whole and, uh, you know, spiritual warfare will, will try to get the best of you, right? You're, you as men, we get attacked every day. And if, if they can't get to us, they're going to get to our wives. So we have to lead well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having the mental clarity, having, you know, just having this whole, um, this whole thing encompassed in one is, is so important, but it does, it starts with the heart, but it really is, you know, body and, and mind also. So you got to tell yourself the right things. You got to, you got to put in the work and exercise, right? Mm-hmm. You got to, there's, there's certain things you got to do. If you want to <laughs> stay whole, you, you know, there's, there's definitely things you got to do with that. So, and we're working on that too. We have a program in the group this year where we're just going to go over what, what that looks like, you mm-hmm. know, what kind of exercises to do, what kind of, what kind of diet to do as a, as a proud meat eater. I, I, I have a, I have a high protein diet and, uh, you know, I really enjoy it. So, you know, it's, it's fun. And I'm in the same thing with helping men, like you want to help them in all areas, right? Mm-hmm. We want to help them, you know, I'm, I'm excited for guys when they decide to lose weight and just get in shape a little bit, you know, it's yep. making that step is almost as important as that step to get in the fight. Oh, hundred percent. I, I, yeah, I was going to mention this later, but let, we'll just jump into it now. I think I think you're so on to something. I think you're so right on my own story and journey, which I won't bore you with necessarily, but it really started with me. Like we did our first men's event this this last summer here just a few months ago, and I was telling the guys about the story. There's a full-length mirror. I guess I will bore you with it. There's a full-length story, <laughs> full-length mirror to my right, and I'm I'm getting out of the shower, and I got I have a shirt off, but I'm about to put on my pants and I look over to the right and I see myself in the mirror and my gut is just hanging below my belt. And I was so mm-hmm. disgusted with myself, mm-hmm. so embarrassed. And like, and it was like, how did I get here kind of moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when I started this journey, when I felt like the Lord started really propelling me to this thing that is now has a name and people and all these things, right? I never mm-hmm. put out for it what I knew I needed to do. And that was the message I got was like, dude, you're out of the fight. You you've let yourself go. And the first thing I did was take steps. It's funny. You say it like that. Like I was just out taking, getting steps in or whatever. That's literally where I started this as well. So it's really interesting to hear the story because I just knew it started with me getting right physically and mentally. Now I already was Christian. I've been saved since I was teenage kid. But I was lukewarm. I was out of the fight. Everything was just fine, but I wasn't pursuing greatness, all that stuff, right? But it started physically. And so I think you're so onto something here. I think what we forget as men is like, oh, what I need to learn to do is pray. Sure, you do. What I need to learn to do is get this devotion right. You do, sure. But if you want to get on that path, you probably should start by getting disciplined physically. 
That's what, right. What are your thoughts with that? I feel like that's almost like step one for a man because it ignites the rest. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If you can have discipline in getting steps and, and following a, a diet, yep. I was the same way. I was like, you know, it's funny. I, and it's, it, this is a mind thing too, right? I had it in my mind that I would never be, I'll tell the weight. I've never thought I would be, I've said, if I worked out every single day and did everything I could, I would never be under 190 pounds. And I wasn't totally disgusted with myself at the time. I was 204 <laughs> pounds at the time. Yep. But I was definitely not happy with myself, right? Yep. Same thing. I'm like, I'm just, right? And you don't want to you don't want to say that to yourself in the mirror that you are, but deep down yep. you are, right? So, I was, you know, my my wife and I started this diet program and it and it 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 we learned this discipline uh, of doing it right and we we learned this discipline of you know exercising a little bit and it, it's it's number one right so if you can have the discipline to do those things it parallels into every other aspect of your life right it'll parallel into your into your devotional time it'll yeah. parallel into your into your work right so and it makes you it just makes you better leaders right so even and, you know, as much as we don't want to talk about this, you look at ourselves in the mirror and, and be disgusted. Other people see that too. If you think of a leader, right? If you, if you just picture a leader and you picture someone who is, you know, grossly overweight or in really good shape, which one sh tells you more about that person, right? You're going to kind of go with the guy over here. Cause you're like, you know, subconsciously you're like, this guy's got discipline. Yep. He's going to be a good leader. Yep. And, and you know, as surface level as it is, it's, it's the truth, you know, and uh, even getting into the fight, right. We want to be in, I want to be, no matter what happens today, I want to be in the best shape that I can to uh, protect my kids and my wife yes, or sir. just, or just serve them. Right. I have a, a friend of mine who's in law enforcement and he forget the exact wording, but he's like, you don't rise to the occasion. You shrink to your level of training. Yes, and uh, so I want to be, I was never in the military, but I want to be the best trained person that I could be for, for God's army mm -hmm. and, and fight the battles that I need to fight. Dude, you're right on. I mean, hundred percent on. It's very funny. And this is where, again, like, you know, Greg and I are just meeting here like this, but you could just tell, like we followed each other. I'm like, this dude gets it. Like you can just tell yeah. from your content that you're, that we're saying the same things. It's very yep. interesting. Now that just tells us that we're coming from the same source, right? Yeah. There's something that God has put in the heart of a man that, you know, when you're a young man and you're fighting and you are, you're pushing to be great, you're tr you've got dreams for your career, you've got dreams for your marriage and your family, you get to middle age, I'm 46 right now, mm -hmm. you get to middle age and then you go, how did I end up over here? How did this drift happen? How did this lukewarm lead me here? How did getting out of the fight slowly end up here? And there's this awakening. And maybe it's just because I'm middle age. I don't know. But I feel like it's happening with men all over the world. I think so. And, you know, I, this, that same, you know, there's this feeling too, right? We're, we're, we're living in tough times, right? There's this feeling like things like we might not be taken care of, right? There's mm -hmm. this feeling of, you know, unknown to some degree, right? We can feel sort of evil creeping in. Yeah. So, and that just makes me more, I'm like, okay, I need to be in top shape. I need to, I need to, tell people as much as I can. I need to get this out, right? We need to, we need to be 
just all about it, you know, hundred and, you know, and it's funny you get, I'm 39 and you get older and you, you, you wonder where you're at in this road, like, you know, how far off are you? And you do, you, you get to a point where like, Oh man, I'm, I could be in this area of life. I'm, I'm pretty far off. That's it. And it's funny, you know, there's a, Jim Ramos has a, a great book called strong men, dangerous times. And he talks about finishing strong. And that means finishing strong in your day, right? When you get home from work, you know, take a minute, sit in your car, do your thing. And you need to show up at your house. You walk in that door to your wife and your kids, you need to walk in strong, right? You don't walk in and, you know, sit on the couch and, and let it go, right? You, you're there to, you're there to finish strong, but also finishing strong means checking yourself along the way of, of, of life, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to get to the end of your life, you don't want to make big corrections at the end. You want to make small corrections as you go and keep yourself in, in, in your lane. So having that, that foresight to kind of look even further down, you know, we, we, both of us still have a lot of life left. So mm -hmm. I hope, and uh, you know, that that's, you know, if we can, if we can recognize that now and just make small corrections and, and fix certain things in our lives, you know, we'll, we'll definitely learn to finish strong. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. And if you are, please do us a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds to do this, but it makes a huge difference for us. And it helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Thanks so much for listening and helping us out. Now back to the show. Absolutely, man. That's so great. Yeah. And I, again, just to kind of finish maybe the conversation on fitness and health, because I just think it's so, so critical. You can't be the husband that God intends for you to be when you come home from work and you're mentally wore out. You're yep. physically exhausted when yep. you are you know, tired and you just want to get to bed. And so you turn the TV on and you grab a beer and you are disconnected. When you physically feel better, your sex life is better. Your, your engagement with your kids is better. And this is the connection to the spiritual side of a man when he's physically better. Everything is like, you're not like, you don't have a tank here and an energy tank there and energy, like it's all connected. And so yeah. if you're depleted physically, it is absolutely affecting you again, to your point, helping whole persons, mind, body, and soul, it's all connected. Yep. Absolutely. And just having, you know, it, when you, when you get home, having, having the physical energy and then, you know, you add in the mental part of that, right? We, if, when, you know, when I get home from work, I pull in the driveway and I'm like, right. Part of me wants to say, Hey, my day's over right yep. now. I still got, I still got six, seven hours left. Right. So that's, you know, having the mindset of the day is over potentially not even when I get in bed, right? Someone might call me in the middle of the night and need something from me. Yeah. So getting out of the mindset of, of, you know, I'm at my house, my day is over now. Nah, I mean, our day, our day's just begun. That's you right. know, our, our day is, 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 is over when it's over, you know, um, we're here to sacrifice and we're here to serve, you That's know, it. if, if my kid calls in the middle of the night, I'm going to answer that phone, you know? That's right. Yeah. I love it. I love that. You know what? I want to ask you the question about the problem. Like when you look at not even just your own life, but you're leading other men and you've been involved in that for a while now, 
and you look around our society, you look at the issues that, are, that men are facing, what, what do you think is, what do you see as maybe just the, what is the problem? How do you identify the problem that you and I are trying to address with men? Um, and then maybe we'll talk solutions after that. Yeah. So it's, there's so much to it. If you look at society, you know, that you got the whole, you know, demoralization of America, right? That this is, that, that just does not help, but core to each, each, each one of us, even as men, you know, we just carry wounds. We get wounded throughout our lives. And a lot of times that comes from our fathers when we're kids and we, you know, we just, we don't know, but we're carrying these wounds around. And so getting, getting deep into that and discovering our wounds and, and why, why they happened and the lies that those wounds tell you. A lot of people with the wounds from their dad, they get told that, you know, they, they don't have what it takes and they're Mm -hmm. not good enough. And they, you know, they're nothing. And it's not, it's not the case at all. You know, God says that you are good enough. And then also it come come from other places too. Uh, you could get wounded from your marriage, right? If you if you take that question of do I have what it takes to your to your wife, she is going to cut you down. Like because in you know she's human too. In in, yeah. in with her, you don't have what it takes all the time, you know. But with God, you do. You know that's great. Yeah, and and men don't want to go to that wound, right? I mean, we'll do anything to cover that thing up. It's hard, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. Myself included. So that's, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. So actually, that's one thing we, we talk about in the Mid-Atlantic Men's Society is like, we, we get to a point where like, I want to hear your story. Like, and, and they, everybody wants to know what's going on, not for anything other than we want to help you get through your wounds. And it's, it's crazy. Everybody's story is so different every time you hear someone and it's funny because we all end up in the same place, right? We need the same help, you know, healing our wounds, but man, our stories are so different and they're so cool to hear. And, uh, just the triumph that comes out of people leaning into their story and, and healing themselves, healing their wounds. I have, uh, a friend in our, in our group and he was just a great guy. And he was like all outdoors and, you know, just on the outside, like he was a man's man, right? He's, you know, he's got two, two little boys, you know, just a great outdoorsy guy, but man, he was wounded. Mm -hmm. His heart was wounded bad. And he was just, just struggling, you know, struggling with alcohol, you know, struggling with, with divorce and just feeling like just, you know, just so defeated. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, he has come, 180 degrees in so many levels. And it's, it's been so cool for me just to, just to see him and, and others just, just keep leveling up and keep doing better. And then watching God bless them, you know, with, with different things. And it's just been, you just can't get that anywhere else, man. God, God does miracles through that. And, you know, and sometimes if we just don't have that kick in the butt from other men, it just doesn't happen, right? Yeah. If he wasn't in the group, he would have never gone through his story. He would have never healed his wounds and he wouldn't be the man he is today. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. It's fantastic. I, I talk about a lot of the problem really being apathy, that, yeah. that men are too distracted, we're too comfortable, uh, and we're too disconnected. And part of that is exactly what you just said. And in fact, I think the wound could probably be the thing behind the thing that leads to the yeah. apathy, the distraction. We're so 
mm-hmm. hurt by that. We're so like not living out of a full heart, like John talks about so well in the book. In fact, like the I started my podcast journey going through his book, like chapter to okay. chapter. Uh, yeah. because it was just like so foundational right and he yeah everything you're saying i'm just like connecting with because he he just nails it i think the heart of a man but you know this this apathy that leads to we distract ourselves you mentioned alcohol you mentioned like we take our wounded heart to women thinking that if i just got married or if i can just you know bed with this many of all like and then you still find out i still am in the stuck spot i thought all these things would work right yeah, all of a sudden, men get connected with other men and a journey of purpose and meaning, and it opens up their heart for the first time, right? That kind of is what the society is that you're doing. Yeah, for sure. Man, yeah, that's and a part of that is is the adventure aspect. So, yeah, you know, your calling in life, you know, if I asked a random person what their calling in life was right now, they would have a, a clue, right? And it's hard to answer for a lot of people. And it's, you know, but you got to have a calling, you know, my calling is, 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 is helping the hearts of men that it's just, it's what, you know, God put it in there, woke me up one day and that was it. But part of that, you know, you can, you can kind of get that sense from adventure. And now, you know, you adventure requires something of you. If you're, if you're hiking a mountain, right. You got to put out effort. There's going to be there's going to be some danger there, right? There's, there's, there's going to be certain things. And then, you know, there's reward to that too. But a lot of people get stuck in adventure. You know, yeah. they spend their whole lives just doing adventurous things, but there's no, there's no calling into their life, mm-hmm. right? So the adventure wakes you up. But at the end of the day, you really have to find out like, what is, what is God calling in your life? Like, what is he asking of you to do? So. All you can do is is pray about it and and answer the call. There is a quote that says, "Only the person with the what is it with the ocean in their heart has can hear the calling of the ocean mm-hmm. or some, something along those sure. lines." And yeah, that makes uh, sense. You know, you you got to have you got to be. That's where you know God is central. Obviously, we have you have to ask God. God will God will give you a name. God will tell you who you are. I asked God, I was like, what, you know, it's part of wild of heart too. You know, what is my name? And he said, you are, you're Maximus, you know, you are Maximus from gladiator, Nice. but you're not instantly there, right? You got to train to be Maximus. You have to, right. You got to do all this stuff. You got to, you got to put in the work. So that's, that's, that's it, man. Yeah. You're so right on. Yeah. I think. Yeah, the the Wild at Heart book is, and maybe I'll try to put that in the show notes again too. It's just so it's sure. so worth reading, yeah. connecting with, obviously, and uh, yeah, that's good. It, it kind of leads me to this next thing that I want to address with you, and it kind of is just so right on point. This sounds like I, I bragged right there about myself, but I, I don't mean it that way. It just means following <laughs> the direction of this. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you did like a little short video on courage, and you were talking about how courage is a choice. Man, I think, I think courage and uh, manhood are so interconnected. Like our our core scripture, we use it. I think it's an ESV is the one it is, but it's First Corinthians sixteen thirteen and fourteen. Be alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men. Most mm-hmm. translations, when it says act like men, is take heart or be men of courage. Yeah, uh, courage is the translation of what it 
really the essence of manhood is living that out. And, you know, when you're dealing with wounds, when you're dealing with a broken story, when you're dealing with just the heartache that comes from our own choices, right? You talked mm-hmm. about divorce a couple of times in your story and somebody else's story. Like for men, we look at the past and we can't get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. God has given us a new story, but it takes courage to, like your flag says, to live a great story. So tell me a little bit about what comes to mind uh, when you talk about courage. Yeah, courage. So, you know, part of it is, is, is not telling yourself things that you aren't right. So I could say I'm a divorced man, right? That's not my identity, right? right. I'm, I'm Greg, I'm a follower of God. I'm, I'm, I'm a warrior, but you know, you actually, your, your podcast this week, you talked about the, the saying from the Navy SEALs and uh, it says the only easy day was yesterday, right? So, you post- so every yeah. single day you wake up, you have to choose to be courageous that day. There is going to be stuff that happens every single day, right? You're not going to, we, we, we wake up every day, sort of like when we come home and we expect things to be, we can wind down for the day. When you wake up the next day, you have an expectation of how that day is going to go. And I can guarantee you, <laughs> it is not going to go that way, right. right? We've, we've all been there. So you have, you know, the, the, the moment you wake up, do some discipline, get some exercise in, but you have to decide right then and there, I'm going to own this day. Yep. I'm going to beat every single obstacle that comes my way. And we may be beaten up at the end of the day more than others, but you know, the, the, the choice of courage is where we start for sure. Man, it's, and that's like, there, there's something when I hear it that makes me sit up straight and puff my head yeah, right. and be like, you know, <laughs> let's freaking go, you know, like, yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's like, we want so badly that story to tell, you know, at the end that we were men of courage, that we leave a legacy like that. We want that. We do want to live a great story. Absolutely. But in the day-to-day moment the courage that it takes to go say you're sorry, the courage to like Jocko would talk about to take extreme ownership and say, this is nobody else's fault, but Nate Whitson's right. Yep. That is, it takes yep. courage uh, and we need it so desperately. Yeah. And that's a great point, actually. You know, if, when, when things come in your life, right, you have two choices. You can blame someone or you can take ownership of it, man. And I've, it's, it's been a, it's a trigger for me when something happens, I, I ask myself, what can I do to make this better next time? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, how can I affect this? And, you know, 99% of the time it's, it's on me. It's not on anybody else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we, we run our lives. Right. Yeah. So wherever you're at in life, whether it's, it's, you know, the discipline of working out, eating, right. It's all on you. No one can do that for you. 100%. Your spiritual life. Right. You know, um, you know, and spiritual life is, is funny to, to, talk about just because there's no one else there but you right you can lie to whoever you want but you can't lie to god right you got to put in you got to put in the time spiritually you got to you have to do your devotionals right you got to talk with god throughout the day not even just the morning right when you have decisions coming up do i want to go to this go on this trip right you ask god right yep and you can't fake that not with god he sees it all but then also physically, everyone sees if you're putting into work, if you're disciplined, if if you're doing the things that you should be doing, and it makes you a consistent a consistent person, you know. Absolutely, and and that's what people people need from you is just to be 
consistent and courageous when the time when the time is needed. That's right. And again, like First Corinthians sixteen thirteen and fourteen, act like a man. Like that verse. That's right. We we are like I'm asking men to memorize it each day and to rehearse that each day. God today help me to be this. And it, when you were talking, it kind of reminded me of this thing that keeps popping into my head recently. And I don't remember where I saw it, but it was like, we have this false idea that we make a one-time commitment to follow Jesus. And really what you and I are both saying, well, God is, I think, teaching us in this conversation is it's every day I have to wake up and choose to follow Jesus today. And even really Absolutely. moment to moment, I've got to say, when my wife disappoints me, I've got to follow Jesus. When I get hurt by a, a coworker, things don't go well at work, like name your thing, right? When I don't feel like working out, who freaking cares yep. how you're feeling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah, I got to right? choose to follow Jesus and do the hard right things all the time. Absolutely. Yep. And it's, you know, obviously it's in the moment, right? It's easier said than done. Oh. I can, I can go in here and, and tell you all day sure. to be courageous, but it's funny. I was doing something as simple as cleaning my pool yesterday and it was after work and I was not happy about it. Right. But I'm cleaning it. You know, my wife texts me she's like, you know, she's on her way home and what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm just like, I'm cleaning the pool, you know, <laughs> and she knows. And, but in that moment, so I'm like, I know that I'm not in the best, you know, mood at the moment right so that's a it's a trigger now i'm like what can i do to make this better right. right so i'm like okay when she gets home you stop what you're doing you be you you be glad to see her and and greet her the best you can because who knows what kind of day she's had you know so that's my role is to be courageous yep. in that moment and 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 do the right thing right we can sulk and and be in our own world and Nobody wants that. That's right. You know, that's awesome, man. That's great. Just a few more minutes with you here, probably, and uh, won't take up all your day. But man, I so appreciate these conversations. It's so encouraging. I want you to imagine maybe somebody is joining or interested in joining the Mid Atlantic Men's Society, and they just say to you something like, "Man, I love the content that you're putting out there. I love what you're saying." but I just don't know where to start. Like, what do I need to do first to get on the path and start living the life that I need to live? Like, how, how would you respond to that guy's inquiry? Yeah, for sure. So I would say first thing is you want to join. I, I would, if you don't join my group, join Nate's group, join somebody's group um, because you need at the core, you can do things by yourself, but at the end of the day, there's going to be a time and it's going to be pretty soon where you need uh, a group of men around you mm -hmm. to support you and just, and just build you up and you can build up other people in your pain and in your, in your wounds, you can also build people up. And so we just need that. You need that group setting for sure. Tangible things, man, you have to read wild at heart. Mm -hmm. That would be number one, that book. It's as funny and, and God put God's timing is, 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 is perfect. It's God's timing. And I've, I've read that book years ago and it didn't resonate as well. And then when I went through my divorce in 2016, I read it and it like lights came on. Yeah. I read the thing in like a, in like one night, you know, it was just life-changing. So it's a, it's such a foundational book. It's been, I think it was, when was it written? 2000, I think it's, it's, it's dated, but so relevant to every you know to every man out there 
And there's there's a lot of other books, but that one's definitely definitely tops. I love that. Yeah, I think you're right. Like at the very end of the start, right? And that sounds really silly, but like after you start, there becomes a spot where you're like, okay, now I'm in it, but now what? Right? Like the yeah. question is kind of like, where do I start? Well, you know, maybe it's the book, maybe it's the falling on your knees, like it's getting started, you know, like what do you need to do? Like I always hear Jocko in my head, like just go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You already know the answer. Just do the things you know to do. But then to your point, I love it. You have to surround yourself with a team. You've got to get connected to men who are also fighting to live a great story that are fighting to become the men that God meant for them to be. And I think like, that's one of the big mantras here that we keep trying to tell men in this conversation is, did you know that when Greg was born, Greg, did you know that when you were born that God had a purpose for your life? It's important that you find that. That's the adventure. That's the mission. Yep. That, that's, that's the reason. And if you could ever get connected to it, which is what you're saying about the book too, like when you find that, it will, it will alter the course of your life because you will finally get on the course for your life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. If you don't know your calling in life right now, there's there's certain things that you do know, right? I can tell you right now that every man out there was was made to be a warrior for God, right? You 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 have it in you. So your calling, your your position may be different, but we're all warriors, man. We're we're here, we're here, we're here to fight for God. And and I guess the second thing too, you know, first is is, you know reading a book, joining a group, things like that. But you are going to get attacked mm-hmm. spiritually. Spiritual warfare is 100% true. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if there's new believers out there or just someone who hasn't heard of the spiritual warfare realm of things, man, there's, it, it, there's books on that too. And it's, you will fight some battles and you don't know how to fight mm-hmm. them. And you really need to learn how to fight those spiritual battles. It's just, it's, it's, it's a whole realm of things and it's, it's, it's just wild. I learned about this years ago, but kind of took it seriously, maybe two years ago mm-hmm. or so. And, you know, it's a lot of fighting and, and, you know, your wound is one thing, but the devil attacks you, right? You know, people ask why bad things happen on earth. That's because evil is on the mm-hmm. earth, right? God, God's here. We're here. We, we act like it's us and God, but no, evil is here and he hates us and he will deceive us. You know, the devil's not going to be wearing red horns. You know, he's going to look like everything that you want in life, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to look like money. He's going to look like women. Mm-hmm. He's going to look like cars, things like that. So yep. you, you got to learn to fight that and you can't fight it physically as, as well as you can spiritually yeah man two thoughts real quick one is just that that verse again is so central because the very first part when we just stop and every day we're alert one of the reasons we talk about waking up you've used that language a few times we talk about it just being like passive all of it has to do with we're not alert we don't wake up every day ready for the fight and then we're surprised when it shows up and you get bloody nose you're like where did that come from is what we always say well you weren't alert you didn't have the radar up at all and so it's like step one step two is the community part you're talking about. We are alone. You said this early on and, and so right on. We we go to work. We watch our sports. We're alone. We, we like, we're married. Yeah, we've got family. But as a man, you're alone. You're, you're not connected to the heart of a man when you're only with your wife or your kids. And so like, I picture like, you know, the, the 
in the wild, the, the bulls or whatever it is, like the animals that circle up and they protect each other. You know, the wolves can't get in and break yep. that up if they're standing together in a circle and they're fighting with each other. But if you get alone, if you can get isolated, you're dead. Right. Yep. So you need that community, you know, as that second part of being alert. Yep, for sure. And it looks like different things, right? You know, if it's just, it's just talking, right? It, it's yep. this, that's one, that's one aspect of it. And just getting, getting your voice out as men, we don't like to talk. And I can tell you right now, my life has greatly benefited by me getting stuff off my chest, you know, to, to other men or to my wife yeah. or whatever, whatever the situation dictates. But, you know, most of the time I have a few people I can reach out to and just to get it out and it, it makes the world a difference. Man, it does. And then uh, the camara com camaraderie of it also is, you know, when we go, you go camping together with men and it's like, there's just something about it, mm -hmm. right? There's an untangible thing about it and it just brings you closer. We did a, a camping event in January and it was in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. And it was cold. It was probably, I don't even know how cold it was. It had to have been 18, 20 degrees, you know, and we were, we were freezing and we called it the hair on your chest camping experience because we wanted to do hard things, right? That, that, you know, obviously we all survived. We were cold, you know, our, our tents were frozen. My hood, my head was frozen in my tent when I woke up, <laughs> but it just builds, it builds your character, it builds your strength. It builds, you know, just so much in you. And when you do that with other men, yep. it, it builds that com camaraderie and we still talk about it. You know, it, we, we look forward to it and uh, we can't wait to do it again. Cause it's like you, when you go through even planned adversity yeah. with, uh, with men, it, it, it really just, there's an untangible thing that, that changes you for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. And it's always been there. I think that's the piece we we've lost it along the way right? Like yeah. Most of us young men grew, grow up playing sports or being a part of a team or we join the military or we're on the fire department or what, right? Like we love being together with other men, doing a physically hard, mentally hard challenge and overcoming it together. There's something that's necessary in the heart of a man. And when yeah. you disconnect from it, and again, I know every, like a lot of guys are different. I can think of friends at church that are just like, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like I'm not the athlete like you are or whatever. It's like, I get that, but there's something still there that desires that. And to miss it is amazing. Again, just go camping, right? Join a men's society. If you're, if you're in the mid Atlantic, by the way, can yeah. join you if they're not in the mid Atlantic or is it really just kind of like very centrally small located? Like tell me real quick about that. Absolutely, man. We, we want everybody, right? We meet, we meet virtually. So anybody can okay. join. So we're actually starting a, a podcast soon oh, and cool. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to drop the uh, mid Atlantic part on that because the, you know, it's, it's for outside the region too, but you know, we do meet up for breakfast. We do meet up for camping. You know, it's, it is, it's regional in that aspect. Um, and we, you know, we're super blessed just to live in a, this mid Atlantic region. We have water, we have mountains, we have, it's beautiful, you know, we're a little too close to DC for my liking, but other than that, everything's great, <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, if, if, if you're listening to this and you, if, if something you want to join or just check out, you know, check us out, Mid-Atlantic Men's Society on Instagram and Facebook, or just look me up, Greg Davis. I have the most popular name in the country probably. So <laughs> good luck finding me. 
you know, but yeah, seriously, if, 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 if you listen to this and something and uh, something just rings to you, yeah, reaches out, re- reach out to us for sure. Yeah, we're we're going to uh, in in the show notes and things. We'll we'll connect with guys and they'll certainly see me sharing content of yours, you know, down the road and in the future as well. And uh, man, it just sounds like uh, God's just doing really cool things just in your life. It, it's so neat to see men uh, coming awake, coming alive. And then what I love to hear about your story is that when God did that what the good that came from it, it was never just about changing Greg's life or Nate's life. Like what God wants to do when he changes the heart of a man is use it as a conduit to, to go to more, to serve others who will do that, do the same. That's the gospel story spreading out. That is uh, what we're intended to do as men to give away that strength. And so, man, we're just uh, thankful for you. Thankful for this mid Atlantic men's society. I'm so genuinely uh, excited to watch what God is doing to awaken his people and awaken men. You know, we've heard a lot of the calls for many years where men have been on the sidelines. We've been out of leadership. We've let uh, women take over leadership of everything because we've been playing sports and hanging out and doing our own thing. And, and men are coming back uh, to it and you're doing it. You're a part of it. And uh, man, we're just excited for what God's doing and look forward to promoting this. And so, yeah, I mean, if, guys, if you're listening to this, uh, connect with Greg uh, through social media, through uh, emails, through the podcast that he's going to be promoting and things like that. But um, uh, Greg, we appreciate you being here, man. And what you're doing is awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Nate. I appreciate it, man. This has been great. I've, I've loved following you. I listened to everything you had to say and uh, we'll have to do a, we'll have to do a fight club men's society meetup in the middle somewhere yeah. and uh, do a camping trip or something. That'd be, that'd be Dude, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I, I look forward to this piece of it, of meeting guys like you. It's been really fun to just meet believers from around the country and uh, see people that are doing just like-minded people. You get together, just like, dude, I feel like I've known these people forever. It, it keeps yeah. happening. And so, yeah, let's, let's off the air chat more about that. Maybe there's some place. I, I'm not sure because between Michigan and Ohio, there's a lot of bad blood between, you know, Ohio State fans. and Oh, Michigan yeah, fans. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if we can camp in Ohio <laughs> safely, but... Uh, we could figure it out man but yeah god bless you brother <laughs> i love what you're doing and uh, yeah hey for the rest of you listening to today's podcast again connect with greg in the mid-atlantic men's society and hopefully you take something out of this as a listener today just to know like your story is important to share it's important that you're part of a community to get but it's important uh, that you give in a community like that too so get in the fight have a great day and we'll see you on the next show Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.